Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, or as we like to call him, Lil Ricky Shipbag. This week, we are going to talk about Richard Ramirez, and this is going to be a two-parter, so grab a blankie, take a seat, and get ready to want to beat the shit out of him. Uh, I'm Justina. I'm Alyssa. And this is the Castly Gals. Are you just going to do that? <laughs> All right. So, Richard Ramirez. Richard Ramirez, human trash. <laughs> yes, that is the first line. The best way to start it off. He was born on February 29th. He didn't include the year. <laughs> Sure. You you did ask her for February 29th, comma. He was born on February 29th, 1960. And his birth given name is Ricardo. How do you say that? Leva? Yeah. I'm ass- we're not good at names. Everyone should know this by now. Munoz? <laughs> I feel like you. <laughs> okay. Ricardo Leva Yunos Ramirez. We're just going to go with that. Sure. Why not? He was born in El Paso. That's how you pronounce it, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. El Paso, Texas. Born to parents Mercedes and Julian Ramirez. Not 100% sure if that's how you pronounce their names, but we're going to go with it. And he is the youngest of five children. Okay, big family. Yeah. So, like, That's like us. There's five of us. Yeah. There's five of us? Yeah. Shit, there is five of us. Yeah, there's me, you, Trin, Wyatt, and Ryland. I always forget because Wyatt doesn't, like, live here. During his childhood... He went by Richard or Ricky. Lil Ricky. Yep. Lil Ricky shitbag. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> His mother, Mercedes, worked at a boot factory while pregnant with him. Not only him, even practically with all of her kids while she was pregnant with all of them. Which we don't obviously know a lot about boot making, but... <laughs> Fairly certain it, like, there's a lot of chemicals in a factory like that. Mm-hmm. So it exposed Fetus Richard to plenty of non-safe chemicals. And some of Richard's siblings were actually born with some type of defects due to, I'm assuming, all the fumes that she's breathing in. Yeah, um, that makes sense. I mean, like, that's not safe for babies, you know? Effects ranged from respiratory difficulties or, like, bone deformities. I don't know what type of bone deformities, but... Yeah, I didn't see, like, a ton about his siblings, so... Yeah, there's not really a lot on his family specifically. hmm But his father 
Julian had been a police officer before Richard was born. But after he was born, he strangely went to go work as a laborer for the Santa Fe Railroad. Which is weird. Like, I wonder what made him leave the force. Yeah, I don't know. To go work on the railroad. Dude, imagine if, like, like, you're his dad, right? And you're still a cop. And you had to help track down the Night Stalker. And you find out it's your son. That'd be crazy. I actually did see on one article that uh, they did talk to his dad after they caught him. And his dad said he did not believe it. There was no way that his little Ricky was uh, was the Night Stalker. Fake. Because he is. <laughs> Later in life, one of Richard's cellmates actually comes forward to say that Richard confided in him that Julian was very abusive towards the family. Oh, I didn't know this. About 40% of cops abuse their spouses or family. And yeah, and that's legit. You can fact check that. 40% of cops are domestic abusers. So take from that what you will. When Richard was in his early teens, he actually used to leave his house and go sleep in cemeteries for the night just to get out of his house and away from his family. Which is fucking weird. Out of everywhere that you're going to day trip to, or like night trip to, to like go have and a get sleep. Some rest. Let's go, go have a sleepover with dead people. Like, go to the park, dude. He didn't have any friends. Like, he's got to sleep at the cemetery. I'm assuming it was his preferred place to go because he was a fucking weirdo. Yeah. But. During his childhood, Richard suffered from a handful of injuries. Which isn't too uncommon with kids, but his were past the range of normal head bunks. So when he was two years old, a dresser fell on top of him. Which is like, you gotta tether your dressers. I mean, like, Bryson has suffered plenty (laughs) of head bunks when he was a baby and he used to get pissed. He would literally smash his forehead off of the floor. But, like, do you remember it was in between that period of he could say a few words, but he couldn't really talk yet, so he'd get pissed and he would just smash his head into the ground? But, like, I don't know. I guess it was a different time back then, but I feel like that's just bad on the parents. But even then, I still feel like it's common sense. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't alive in the 60s, though, so. Yeah, same. Can't really speak. (laughs) I don't know how it was back then. But this resulted in him getting 30 stitches and left a huge laceration on his forehead. Imagine being two years old and getting 30 stitches in your head. They're so, like, two-year-olds are so tiny, too. Yeah. That's a lot of stitches for a small little head. Yeah. And at the age of five... But I also found that six years old, he was hit by a swing at the park and was knocked unconscious. <laughs> and I just want to know how fucking heavy that swing was to knock the shit out of him. 
I feel bad for laughing because I can just picture it. He was a child, but he just got it. Definitely, he's like standing there, and the swing definitely was behind him and came up and Mm -hmm. rammed him in the back of the head. And then I just picture him like falling face first into the ground, unconscious. That's insane. Like, what was it? A fucking metal swing, bro? Yeah, probably. Hit his soft spot. He's like, shit. It it probably did. Um, And this actually caused more deep gashes to his head and his face. Which is just not good news. You know, it's not... Head injuries are obviously very bad, but a lot of other killers also had head injuries. Like, a lot of other serial killers that are, like, prolific have also suffered bad head injuries. So not saying that, like, if you get a head injury, you're going to be a murderer. Yeah. You know? I mean, I have a head injury. I ain't murdering people. Oh, yeah, I'm buying Dobby pillows and, like, Dobby pillows. Dobby blankets and body pillows. (laughs) Yeah, she did. I'll never forget when you got that concussion. Stop. I still got a soft spot. Everyone makes fun of me when I say that. Swear on my life. After this incident, he suffered from, like, some weird stuff. It was like, ep- it was like no, epilepsy, no, don't say right? That. Shh, it's a secret. <laughs> I was getting to that part. Oh, okay. But, yeah, some, after that, Weird stuff kept happening to him, and by the time he was 11, he was diagnosed with epilepsy. So, the weird stuff was seizures, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I actually watched, um, I watched a documentary, and this girl that he went to school with, that he was friends with when he was growing up, said that they were in class one time, and he just kept poking her and poking her. And she was telling him to stop. She's like, hey, like, Ricky, stop, stop. Like, what are you doing? And he kept doing it. And she turned around and she was like, will you stop? And he stared at her. And Was he dead ass having a seizure? And he, like, dropped to the ground and started having a seizure. She's like, stop fucking touching me. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God. But (laughs) for those of you who don't know, epilepsy can be caused by brain conditions that cause damage to the brain. (laughs) Ah, yes. (laughs) Bitch, that's what you wrote. (laughs) This is your sentence. I I told you to proofread me because I I was not in my right brain when I wrote this document. I'm pretty sure it's like in the frontal lobe, isn't it? I don't know. Pack it up, <laughs> Amelia Shepherd. Like who? Oh, it took me a second. Should I have called you Derek Shepherd? <laughs> yes, that like, would have clicked immediately. <laughs> but that's so funny. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's in the frontal lobe. Don't quote me on it because I'm big brain time. not big brain. But. Many people later on in life will argue that these injuries and conditions would influence Richard to become the monster he does eventually become. 
I mean, it makes sense. Like I said before, there is a link between serial killers and head injury. But I don't think the head injury can be blamed alone, you know? That's it. Just, you know, with all my trauma and my head injury, you better watch out. Never eat my Sam Yang because I'm coming for you. <laughs> like they argue, if he hadn't suffered from the head injuries, he would have been normal, non-serial killer human garbage. <laughs> Is that what I wrote? No, you said non-serial killer person. <laughs> non-serial killer person my vocabulary is on fire i will literally pay someone to go through our documents and fix them so that they don't end up looking like this okay so if you have ever heard of richard ramirez or looked into him you probably know that he was very much a simp for satan (laughs) He was. He was a huge. Would he, it just be called Satanist? I mean, yeah. He he. His religion was Satanism, which, when you really get into it, isn't as bad as it sounds. Like Satanism isn't actually this really bad thing. It's just the really bad people that take it too far that give it the really bad rep. Yeah. Because if you actually look into it, it's really not all, like, pentagram, human sacri- human sacrifices, like, sacrifice. Human sacrifice. <laughs> like, it's not, so like, much human sacrifice. I worship the devil, like, human sacrifice, like, it's not like Goat that. Ambridge. It's just the, yeah, it's just the crazy people that take it like that. Well, that can be said for... A lot of religions, you know? I mean, yeah, like, there not... are, like, some hardcore, like, Christians out there that people think are crazy, yeah. so. A former classmate, classmate, I don't know why I can't speak, Ray Garcia later says that during his youth, Ramirez was very into the satanic themes in the song Highway to Hell by ACDC. Yeah, see, I don't really know that song that well, but I read that there are a few lines about, like, sneaking into your bedroom or something along those lines in the cover of Night, and that was Richard's, like, or Ramirez's uh, favorite part. I don't really listen to ACDC. I don't either, but I used to listen to their music, like, you know, back when I was in my emo everybody hates me i'm gonna kill myself phase and i was like 14 but bruh and acdc actually got like a ba- a lot of backlash for this when this came out oh no i totally believe it because back then everybody too if you listen to this type of music and you dressed in black like in like the 80s and 90s you were seen as crazy Ray Garcia also said about him, quote, We thought he was sick. He had this disease. Everything would stick to his fingers. We called him Ricky the Klepto. I mean, I wonder how old he was when he developed this nickname. Oh, yeah, Mom, I'm just going to invite Ricky the Klepto over for dinner. (laughs) I promise. Dude, imagine if Bryson said that to you. What would your reaction be? <laughs> I would be like, your klepto friend is not allowed in my home. Oh my god. Yeah. I 
I don't know. <laughs> I can't. Good old Ricky the Klepto. Ricky the Klepto shitbag. Yep. <laughs> At 11 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he did it to himself by being a klepto, okay? At around age 12, Richard started being exposed to, as Justina wrote, <laughs> some fucked up shit. His, yes, I mean, it's true. Yeah, you're right. His cousin Miguel had just returned from fighting in the Vietnam War. Yeah, and, he was like a Green Beret or something. Yeah, and his cousin was actually a big influence on Richard, like, starting from this point. But they started smoking weed together, and which actually the helped with his epileptic tendencies. Well, that's good. I mean... So I'm I sure, like, to- once he started doing it, like, yeah. it probably helped him, and then... Although, I'm sure it was a mixture between, like, it, like, helped him so he wanted to do it, and also just, like, the feeling it gave him. I bet Uncle and he Miguel... Was 12. Or was it no cousin Miguel? Cousin was like, "Hey, you know what? You know what this is, little Ricky." And, R- and Ramirez is like, "Oh, what? What? What is it, Miguel?" And he's like, "Ah, uh, uh, this right here. They call it the devil's lettuce." And Ramirez was like, "Sign me the fuck up." That's he was like, how "Satan sold." He was like, "The devil's lettuce." He wasn't even into less. Satanism at this point, but. <laughs> Like he doesn't he doesn't start becoming a Satanist he until later, been. but he could have been. We don't know. Secretly. Yes. Secret Satan lover. Yeah. XOXO twelve. <laughs> New screen name. No one take it. So while they were smoking weed together, Miguel had begun sharing some like pretty fucked up stories about when he was at war. He described raping, torture, I almost said torturating. (laughs) (laughs) Torturating every, every person. Torturing, mutilating, and murdering multiple Vietnamese women. And he actually had photo evidence of these. Which is so gross. Especially like, to show to a 12 year old, especially like, Mm -hmm. first of all, to just have them and to brag about how good it felt to do it to your 12-year-old cousin is fucked up. Like, not even to your 12-year-old cousin, just in general is fucked up. But the fact that you bring your 12-year-old cousin into this is worse. It's really, it's just really gross. I mean, he obviously was not right in the head, but it's still just disgusting. Yeah. I was trying to think of the right word. I couldn't think of it. So. Repulsive. Yeah. Between all the injuries he's suffering to his head, right around the brink of puberty, he's being exposed to all this twisted, evil shit. And (laughs) around this time, people, uh, some people said that he used to sniff glue. I mean... I just, nothing that I hear is really surprising because it's like his dad was abusive. He has all these head injuries. Uh, He's smoking the devil's lettuce. He's talking about uh, raped and tortured women. Like, I mean, everything, I mean, 
I wouldn't be surprised if he was doing, like, coke at, like, ten. He hasn't exactly had a good life. You know? Hey. What? When you were little, you know that, did you and your friends ever try to get high off of Sharpies? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I'm assuming you and your friends did, but when no, I was in fifth I... grade, and we heard it was a thing, so we wanted to see if it worked. No, I mean like me and my friends used to sniff. Do, uh, do you guys remember those colored markers that smelled like things? So like the blue markers, yeah, like, like the, the blueberry, blueberry one. Yep. I used to get headaches from sniffing those because I was like, oh, this shit smells so good. And me and my friends were just. Good. The, the, the hours, fragrance but... way too much, though. Yeah. So, but no, I've never <laughs> sniffed Sharpies. I thought you were going to ask about inhaling a uh, hairspray. What the fuck? The next year, when Richard was 13, he actually witnessed something very traumatic. So. He was at Miguel's house, and his wife, Jessica, came home, and they got into an argument. And in front of Richard, Miguel shot her point-blank in the face, and she died immediately. That's awful. Over, like, the most pettiest argument ever. And he, I mean, she just pissed him off, and he shot her in the face Miguel's in front of him. obviously insane. Yeah. So... With all the war stories, he's obviously fu- uh, just fucked up in the and head. And Richard's at the age where, like, he's, like, gonna hit puberty, like, like this and that. Like, everything. Very impressionable. His, yeah, his, va- his brain is, like, just picking up on everything. So, with all this violence going around him and the fact that his cousin, who he really looks up to and is a big influence in his life, brags about mutilating and raping and murdering women and gets pleasure out of it, he's gonna start thinking that that's okay and start mixing violence with pleasure. Which is a very slippery slope. Yeah. You know? Even though... Miguel shot his wife in the face. He went to prison for it, but he literally only went for four years. Four years? He only went to jail for four years for it. I don't even know how. How good is this lawyer? That's what I'm saying. How good was his lawyer? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, you literally shot and murdered your wife in the face in front of your 12-year-old cousin, and you only got four years for it? Honestly, back then, he was probably like, she asked for it, and all the men in the court were like, sounds legit. And I'm just saying. Probably. That's probably what happened. Um, I also found that Miguel would even teach Richard little, teach Richard how to shoot a gun. 13, Richard moved in with his sister, Ruth, and her husband. And not 100% sure why it wasn't really talked about. We're not really sure why he moved in with his sister, but assuming abuse at the house or he just wanted to get away, we're not really sure. Yeah. But it didn't really result in anything good there either. 
because now that he's away from all of that, Rue's husband was a fucking creep. <laughs> like, a straight-up peeping Tom. That's disgusting. And now, instead of getting taught how to shoot stuff, he was getting taught how to be a peeping Tom and how to sneak around. Like, I don't know, just being a lying, sneaky little piece of shit. So, basically, every male authority figure that he knows in his life is teaching him nothing but, like, abuse and just awful things. Yeah. He also got Richard into acid. (laughs) How old was he? 13. That's the perfect age to start doing acid. Obviously. What other age would would be suitable other than I'd actually say that's a little bit too late he should have started (laughs) at seven (laughs) yes at seven seven or eight is the recommended age to start acid exactly in case you were wondering at 15 he got a job at a holiday inn and while at work I can't believe anyone let him work at a hotel because He had stolen a hotel key card and broken into a room. And when in there, a woman had just gotten out of the shower and he immediately attacked her and tried to rape her. So ballsy, too. Like, he's at work. work. Yeah. Like, how would you, like, how do you think you wouldn't get caught? He, I'm sure the acid just made him not care, you know? Thankfully for this woman, though, her husband had just stepped out of the room for a minute to go grab something, and when he came back, he saw what was happening, and he beat the living shit out of Ricky until he was unconscious. I mean, obviously, it doesn't matter that he was a teenager. If you saw somebody attacking your significant other, you know? Yeah. So, good on that, dude. But... More head trauma for little Ricky. (laughs) (laughs) What's fucked up is that Richard actually got away with this, too. As crazy as it sounds. Which is insane to me. And the reason is because the couple was from out of state and they did not want to come back for the trial. So he got off. But... But he obviously... Got fired for this. No, I'm they assuming. Let him keep his job. <laughs> no, no. He and he continued to work there for the rest of his life. <laughs> Imagine. So, from there on, things just got, if you can believe it, worse. He dropped out of school when he was in the ninth grade, and he started burglarizing homes. Gotta make a living somehow, am I right? He's like the Hamburglar. <laughs> Alyssa's been on this real Hamburglar kick lately. <laughs> okay, I just, every single time I see the word burglary or anything like it, I immediately remember the Hamburglar. I remember his stupid face <laughs> and his stupid outfit. Listen, why are you coming after the Hamburglar right now? Because he always pissed me off. But why? I feel like you're barely old enough to really remember the Hamburglar. 
Okay, what what was that dude's name? He was like the purple guy. Do you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> um, he was my favorite. <laughs> Let me see. There was. You're not talking about Grimace, are you? Is he purple? Why did you like Grimace so much? Oh, I just remember very distinctly that I loved him for some reason. And I hated the Hamburglar and his stupid ass face. To play, I think it was like a game, like on the computer or something. And yeah, it was like, I forget exactly what it was, but you had to go around and do stuff. And you had to watch out for Grimace and the Hamburglar. And I just remember I'd always let Grimace, like, beat me because I just loved him. I'd see him and I'd be like, yes. This is definitely one of the weirdest childhood stories I've ever heard in my entire it's life. It's just a weird memory that so I have. So you were in love with Grimace is what you're telling me? <sighs> okay. Anyways, moving on from that. <laughs> and he was arrested in 1977 for marijuana possession. Ramirez met a woman named Donna Myers in 1979, and she actually ends up being his roommate later and was, like, a really close friend. And the good thing, though, about her was she, although she was his friend and stuff, she was a big part in, like, his capture and stuff. Like, okay. She had been in El Paso for... Vis- like she was visiting her friends Tony Reyes and Armando Rodriguez and Armando knew Richard and that's how the two were introduced and okay Donna later says her first impression of Richard was I thought he was a really nice guy that's how they get you yeah do you think Richard had his uh his nasty ass teeth at this point in time, or do you Not think that wasn't yet. until later? This is a, he doesn't start that until I want to say like a year or two later. Oh, is okay. when he stops taking care of himself. Gross. But after this, Ramirez moved to Los Angeles, so he went back with them when they all went back, and there he continued. He continued burglary and developed a cocaine addiction okay so normal la thing i mean he's already doing acid bro so um by this point richard was diving deep into satanism and he actually had been raised in a catholic household but whether it was influenced or simply an act of rebellion he fell into satanism I mean, I don't blame him. His parents sucked. So what a good way to really stick it to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he also, at this point, because when he moved to California, he was living in Skid Row. So really bad area to be in overall. <laughs> like That's he where did uh, not, the Cecil Hotel is. Yeah. He did not hang out in good places. Oh, he actually stayed yeah. at the Cecil Hotel. Yeah. That just clicked with me when I was doing my Elisa Lamb research. I was like, wait a minute. Uh, Richard, Dude, the whole time when I read that, all I could think about was 
my alien Richard Ramirez pizza party theory. I just think about uh, American Horror Story Hotel when I think about the Cecil. Well, I was thinking about my monkey shark tiara business. That, no, that's a deep memory that we are hoping to bury and never <laughs> Not discuss again. Not bury. <laughs> praise it. No. Yes. Start a religion. I will. I'll start a cult. Who wants to join? And he was an arrested in 1981 for car theft, and he actually got arrested again, I think a couple years later, for the same thing. So he was... He wasn't even a good thief. No. He getting caught. <laughs> like, he just... And he kept doing the same things over and over again. I'm like, you'd think you'd be like, hey, maybe I should... Like, if you're going to steal cars, be better at it. <laughs> if you can't be on the level if of the Pontiac, Pontiac Bandit, Bandit, then don't even bother. Exactly. So, some burglary and drug usage weren't enough for Ramirez by 1984 when he committed his first murder. On this time, he stopped caring about his personal hygiene, which I'm not surprised by that because it doesn't really sound like he's living his best life. No. So he stopped caring about his hygiene, and Donna also said that he was always dressed in dark clothes and ate junk food and yogurt and drank Pepsi and cupcakes and banana splits. Like, okay, what's wrong with yogurt? (laughs) Like... So these are all, like, junk foods and, like, things that, like, you can enjoy in moderation. But then I hear you say yogurt, and I'm like, I love yogurt. Uh, Pepsi is the devil to me. I just want to point that out. I'm a Coke girl. Yeah, Pep... Ew. I don't like Pepsi or Coke. I'm a Dr. Pepper girl. And I know that's very controversial. That's super controversial, but... Controversial. (laughs) Controversial, of course. Yeah, fuck Dr. Pepper... Fuck Pepsi. I'm a Coke girl. Now I want. I just now I want Coke. What's I might go to McDonald's after this to grab a Coke. <laughs> I want to go to McDonald's. That's how I got ketchup on my bed last night. <laughs> when he, he's eating all this junk and he never brushed his teeth, and Donna also said that he carried a backpack and a small satchel with him all the time, and he had his vitamins clothes and tapes in them and always had a walkman and a black baseball cap on but what are vitamins gonna do for you when you're not brushing your teeth or showering he definitely used his satchel for yogurt only (laughs) but like not the containers he scooped the yogurt out and put it (laughs) yeah (laughs) but Uh, We don't know about this first murder until much later, but Ramirez never confessed to this one. It's believed that it occurred on April 10th, 1984. Nine Loom, I'm going to say that then. But she was found dead in a hotel basement, the same hotel Ramirez had been living in at the time. Is this Cecil? (laughs) I was just going to say, do you think this was the Cecil Hotel? Maybe. I don't know. Much spoop. That is very, very spoopy. We only know he committed this murder because in 2009, his DNA was matched to something at the crime scene. This has to be the Cecil Hotel. There's no way that's not. Which is crazy because I feel like we should run DNA on 
a lot of cold cases because the fact that this happened in what you said 84 yeah and it wasn't solved until 2009 off of dna that's insane to yeah me. So, on June 28th, 1984, he entered an open window of the home of Jenny Vincow. I think that's how you pronounce it. Sorry, I'm very bad at pronouncing names. She was 79, and Ramirez later says that he became angry after finding nothing of value in the home to steal, and began stabbing her while she laid asleep in her bed. He slashed her throat so savagely that she was almost decapitated. She is 79 years old. Imagine getting triggered because this old lady doesn't have anything valuable in her home. It was a fucking monster. She also suffered multiple stab wounds and murdering her aroused him. And this is when he decided to have sex with her corpse. Ugh. And this is probably not the last time. Oh, yeah. Or is this the only time that he committed necrophilia? Do we know? I I think I remember hearing that he... This might have been the only time because I think he said that it was too... It was, like, too cold for him or something or the thing grossed him out. I'll have to figure it out. And for next week's episode, I'll like fact check it and tell you guys but i'm pretty sure first off there's no way that her body would have been too cold no not too cold (laughs) i just think it was like ew i i forget how he described it but i'm pretty sure that's the last time he did it because i think it was more the fact that she wasn't struggling and richard remained quiet for about eight months before he felt the need to kill again March 17th, 1985, Richard struck again. He jumped 22-year-old Maria Hernandez outside of her condo. He shot her, and amazingly, it did not strike her. It ricocheted off of the keys that she was holding in her hands, but which, amazing. Like, thank God. Which is insane. Like, imagine that happening to you. Like, that's literally insane. How big were the keys that she was holding? <laughs> like, like fucking how, how master key, key to ring? the city. Like it's like a three foot key, long key. Key to Gotham. <laughs> the key to Gotham City. Yes. But she dropped to the ground and laid still. And he went into her apartment where he shot and killed her roommate, Dale Okazaki. And he was. Dale Okazaki, she was 34 years old. Police found nothing at the scene except for a blue baseball cap that had ACDC on it, which I talked about. He listened to ACDC and Donna Mm -hmm. said that he was seen with a baseball cap on. I bet he was pissed he left his hat behind. (laughs) Probably. Is it the one hat he could afford? He's like, he leaves and he's like, God damn it, my hat! And he's like, God damn it, I can't just turn around. He's like, I don't have money for a new one. (laughs) Better go burglarize some more. Well, he did because an hour later he struck again. Awful. Yeah. This time, Monterey? Is that how you pronounce it? Monterey Park? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. He he jumped 30-year-old Ceylon Yu pulling her out of her car and into the road. 
He shot her several times and fled. A cop found her, but she died before the ambulance made it. But I also read that she didn't die until she got to the hospital because there were, like, witnesses to this crime. Yeah, because... I don't think they saw Ramirez, didn't, but... Didn't he crash into her car and he stopped did. her? And then that's yeah, when he I, got out and yanked her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was reading some court documents on this, and there was, like, two or three eyewitnesses that said they heard the car crashes and they heard a woman screaming, help me. So they went off rung the police and then when they came back you know ramirez was already gone and she was on the ground so which is terrible but the media went wild with this and they were calling ramirez who obviously wasn't identified at the time as the valley intruder he later had names such as walk and killer but (laughs) (laughs) what Nothing, we just should have kept him the walk-in killer because it's not a good name. And I feel Imagine like, that being your name. Because it's like, they all get like, not to say that like serial killer names are cool, but they, the Night Stalker are. is much better than the walk-in killer. But I feel like they don't deserve to have these cool names. So we should have just kept calling him Richard Ramirez, the walk-in killer. <laughs> <laughs> I I vote that we go through every prolific serial killer that has a badass name and change it to something god-awful. Yeah. I'm down. So, Richard Ramirez is now only known as the walk-in killer. Yeah. So, walk-in killer, but he was eventually <laughs> dubbed the Night Stalker, which obviously stuck. No. <laughs> it did not stick. Walk-in killer only. Stuck to the rest of the world except for me, Justina. <laughs> yes, little Ricky shitbag, the walk-in killer. <laughs> Amazing. But that's where we're gonna leave off for this week. Next week, we're gonna talk more about the rest of his murders and how he got caught. Because there's a lot of murders, and the way he gets caught is amazing. You guys are going to love it. It's totally well-deserved. Thoroughly enjoyable. Yes, 10 out of 10 would experience it again. So follow us on Instagram. Ghastly Gals Podcast. And we have two Facebook pages. We do. One is a private group and one is a public page, both under Ghastly Gals Podcast. And we have a Patreon. We do. It's the Ghastly Gals Podcast. That is now linked on our, our website Jerumbro. yes our website is finally up and running i posted about it on the instagram but i know not all of you are there um but yeah it's just ghastlygalspodcast.com and that is where we post all of our sources you know there's little about me pages you can listen to every episode there all of our social medias are linked sources too Mm -hmm. all of our sources are finally up and running so we don't get plagiarized (laughs) but yeah so all of our stuff is up and running and i know you guys should be proud of us because we've been working on this website for so damn long no one's proud (laughs) You guys should be. No, they're like, oh, finally, these incompetent bitches did something. (laughs) Listen, it costs a little bit of pocket change, and it takes a long time to set up, and it's still not finished at some point. I'd like to have it more aesthetically pleasing, but, you know, 
I have to learn how to design a website first. So yeah, someday it'll look great. But for now, that's where all of our stuff is. Yeah. You can see what our ugly mugs look like. Yeah. Because we got our pictures on there and our cute little written up bios. Yeah. Yeah.